Hello, and welcome to Shed. Today on the podcast, we are joined by my longtime friend, Walt Mims. Walt runs a youth mentoring program located outside of Philadelphia called Neighborhood First, and for over a decade, he has brought a group of kids to the vineyard. In this episode, Walt talks about his work and the healing effects the island has on the kids from this program. Walt, welcome to Shed. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It's good to have you here. Good, good. I've been good, trying good. to get you here for a little while. <laughs> so the first question I have for you is, have you ever listened to an episode of the podcast? And be honest. I have. You have. Which I have. one? I didn't think you did. Which one did you listen to? You um, I can't remember which one it was, but my uh-huh, wife and I listened uh-huh, to it. Uh-huh. Um, it, after you shared with me that you were doing okay. one, we, we kind of Googled it and looked it up and tried to research okay, and find good. out what it was, and we were able to locate it. Good, good. Mm-hmm. So, Walt, can you tell us a little bit about the Neighborhood First program, and the communities that it serves? Well, Neighborhood First started in 2000, inception of the program. And it was kind of like uh, the short story is that it was a challenge because um, there wasn't a lot of service for this part of the county. Mm-hmm. Now, and when you say service, we're talking about serving men- at risk. Yes, yeah, serving at young risk men youth. and women. Yep. Yes, there wasn't a lot happening in that area. And the question would come up from time to time on the county level, um, what are we going to do for this part of the county, the lower end of the county, mm-hmm. to help support the youth in the county? Mm-hmm. Now, Bucks County, for mm-hmm. people who don't know, Bucks County is a relatively wealthy suburb yes. of Philadelphia. Yes. But the lower end of Bucks County or lower Bucks uh, isn't quite so fortunate, right? Exactly. And mm-hmm. sometimes it doesn't get the services. It, does, it certainly doesn't have as many services and resources as the upper part of the mm-hmm. county. So... Um, the question appropriately, the appropriate response was, well, create one. We'll support it. it and honestly, that's why we don't have one, because no one created one. Hmm. And so uh, the executive director, J.T. Wells, at that time, or the uh, founder, should I say, mm-hmm. at that time, and, and executive director, he uh, put together a program, um, put together some pieces and kind of pre- presented it and went through the appropriate steps and gained the support he needed. It had some challenges and some some barriers along the way, um, but yet and still forged on to kind of make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and what then, was the program? I mean, what do you guys do? The program is an intense mentoring monitoring program. Mm-hmm. Uh, intense, and we say intense mentoring monitoring because we will uh, provide mentorship uh, now up to seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as serve, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, as needed, and sometimes. Uh, it means going into the schools intensively. It means uh, seeing kids after school. Uh, Both in the community and in your facility? In the community and in, in the facility. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's meeting the young person where they are. So we'll see kids individually. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see kids in school. We'll pick up kids and have them re- uh, come to the program and attend the program to be a part of Life Skills Group. Mm-hmm. And we'll... Uh, develop the life skill group about what's needed at that time. Um, we have general life skills, so we'll cover quite a bit mm-hmm. while they're there. We prepare them with the meal. Mm-hmm. Um, so just about every need you can think of that a young person could face, we try to provide it. And that wasn't the way in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And again, I, as I stated, it was around the year 2000 when we started. Uh, but we learned along the way that there were certain needs over time that needed to be met. So when it came to mentoring, 
we say, what what should we do? So it wasn't just about homework. It was mm-hmm. about homework. It was about school attendance. It was about meals. It was about self-esteem. It was about um, career development, um, t- decision-making, mm-hmm. managing your anger, mm-hmm. bullying. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Hygiene. Um, so just about everything you could think of. And well, where were you getting these kids from? We were getting the kids initially from probation alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we were thinking at risk would be kids who involved in probation would be most at risk. But we find that all of our youth were at risk. And um, because there were so many things out there, and as you can see, so many lives have been lost. There's so many of our young people Mm -hmm. who need tools and resources. So we get them from the county. We contracted with the county on the juvenile probation. Later on, about five years later, CNY heard of what we were doing. CNY is the children local. and youth, mm-hmm. which is equivalent to whatever youth services DCF. and other places. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, but we're children and youth, Bucks County children and youth. They heard of what we were doing, and for lack of a better term, they wanted a part of it. Um, we had proven ourselves for about five years, mm-hmm. and um, we formed a relationship. And for the past over 16, 17 years, we've been involved with CNY, contracted with them as well. Mm -hmm. So not only do we have kids who are coming to us court ordered, we have kids coming to us referred under Bucks County Children and Youth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Both of them can can feel like a court order, but a referral is more of um, we feel this would be best for this child. Well, what are the risks and challenges that the kids that come to Neighborhood First face on a regular basis? Culturally, in the area, there's, uh, I didn't identify it as much early on, but it is like a systemic racism. Hmm. The challenges of, the challenges their fathers, some of our young men and women, a lot of absentee fathers. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Um, but the challenge is, and not, not to justify or, or make an excuse, but because of the the, the challenges they have, and I don't want to get into all the, the whole charges and the felonies that you get that's keeping them bound by trying to seek gainful employment and blah, blah, blah. But that's a real thing. It's a real thing. And uh, and I didn't think about it until the word systemic here recently start being said. And I said, man, this is this is how this happens. So we just can't look at the incident. Mm-hmm. We have to look at the system. And um, so because of that, I'll just say this to answer your question. You have absentee fathers. That's a gap. Because mm-hmm. um, where are these dads? incarcerated a mm-hmm. lot of them are uh sometimes and, and unfortunately because the father is incarcerated sometimes the mother deals with high anxiety of trying to manage on their own mm-hmm. and trying to find directions and dealing with their self-esteem and, and their broken pieces so sometimes it's a single mom sometimes it's a grandmom sometimes it's an aunt mm-hmm. and this is all they're all saying i don't have what it takes to do it but i, I i'll give it a shot or I'll do the best I can because I'd rather do this than to have them somewhere in the system mm-hmm. that I feel has probably failed me in some way anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, the best I can do, but it's not what they need. So with that, you know, some of them are struggling with finances to do some of the things they need. They're exposed and see things that they probably wouldn't see under normal circumstances mm-hmm. or a better scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, Do your kids, uh, are they struggling with things like homelessness, homing and struggle, struggle with homeless, homelessness mm-hmm. due to finance, mm-hmm. uh, finding, finding a, a place to stay. Um, they deal with uh, a parent that's kind of 
for lack of a better term, again, broken. Mm -hmm. have some things that their trauma that they're dealing with. And while they're dealing with their trauma, they're trying to keep their family together. And some of that is transferred onto that child having to deal and take responsibilities that they normally wouldn't have to take, mm -hmm. uh, parental roles and watching their younger siblings. Um, and then kind of wondering, you know, and going to school on an empty stomach and trying to figure out, you know, what, what's for dinner and mm -hmm. stressing about how we're going to, how we're going to make it. Mm -hmm. uh, do we have some of our, our essentials? Can we, will we have a roof over our head? Will we have food to eat? Will we have heat? Will we have electric? Um, so we can forget about the luxuries of cell phones mm -hmm. and being able to connect if we don't have Wi-Fi somewhere. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a tough situation. Do you see many kids that are the victims of abuse at home? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because of that, now you're open to being places that you normally wouldn't be and stand with people that can kind of compromise your safety. Mm -hmm. And some of our, our, our young people, unfortunately, too many have experienced trauma. Uh, yeah, some inappropriate kind of things done mm -hmm. and uh, uh, different levels of of abuse and then trying to work with them through that as well. And Neighborhood First provides a home and caring, nurturing. Do you provide treatment for kids too? We don't provide treatment. There are certain agencies, there's a number of agencies and, and uh, other services, wraparound services and that sort of thing mm -hmm. that'll address that part, mm -hmm. the clinical part. Um, but we've been told what we do, although it isn't labeled therapeutic, has a huge therapeutic value. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that wasn't our, in, I mean, it's nice to have that as a benefit to heal in that way. Um, but that wasn't our intentions. Our intentions were to just to provide that safe haven and that support and to try to meet every need that we can meet, mm -hmm. that we're able to meet along with these other services who can deal with some of the emotional and, and tap into some of that. Do other. your kids typically get adequate mental health support in the community? It's offered. Um, some are receptive, some are guarded. Mm -hmm. uh, some provide better services, if you will, than others or more effective. Should I say, I won't say better, more effective based on this. Sometimes it's not the agency. Sometimes it's, it's whether or not they're amenable mm -hmm. or, or, or receptive to what's being offered. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's, there's, they're, they're guarded because the, the, the people may not look like them. So there may be a lack of trust. And uh, so it could be good information, mm -hmm. but it's who it's coming from. And because of what they've experienced, it's hard to receive it. What's the most difficult thing about running a program like Neighborhood First? The most difficult is uh, sometimes the home environment, uh, as I forestated, isn't what it is the best situation for the kid, but it's all they have. Mm -hmm. So once, once they have to leave what we provide and return there, it's it's bittersweet. The bitter part is we know they have to deal with that for because that's what they have and it's the best that they have. Um, but the sweet part is that they can return the next day mm -hmm. and get a refresher mm -hmm. and kind of and kind of get through it. So it's the t it's tough for us to know that when they leave us, they may they're not going to get for a few hours. They're not going to get what we provide. And that's not to say we have, we provide the top of the line kind of stuff, but we know that they're going to get a meal. Mm -hmm. We know that they're going to be loved. We know that they're not going to be demeaned or yelled at. We know they're going to be protected from any bullying situation. They are going to be safe. 
Why is it important for the kids to be on Martha's Vineyard? This was a trip that we started about 12 years ago, and it was really kind of on a whim, just really about trying to give a group of kids from a program where we both worked, a program we both love, to experience a week of what it feels like to be without um, some of the worries they may have at home, to be able to drop their guard safely, to be able to experience peace and acceptance. These are all words that the kids have used over the years. To feel safe, to know peace, to be accepted. Why do you think that happens for them here? Number one, because it's such a drastic change from what they're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like medicine. It's something you don't know you need until you get it. Mm-hmm. And um, then you see the benefits. And nothing about Martha's Vineyard in words sound appealing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because they were accustomed to malls. Mm-hmm. They were accustomed to cinemas. Right. All the things that kind of bring a distraction. Mm-hmm. But you get a chance to slow it down when you get here. And things that you didn't know you would appreciate mm-hmm. are the things that you probably need most. So I couldn't sell it by telling them what was there. Is that right? I couldn't sell it. <laughs> um, uh, because nothing... <laughs> Nothing we talked about uh, to them, like, what do we, except for the beaches. Mm -hmm. They were kind of okay with beaches, Mm -hmm. but at the same time. But even that, I've heard every one of them say they don't like the seaweed, they don't like the rocks, you know. But I'll be honest, every group, every group that has experienced the uh, trip to Martha's Vineyard wanted to stay longer. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're always saddened mm-hmm. when it was halfway through, knowing that it would end. Just halfway through. If we were staying for 10 days, it was the fifth day. Six days, it was the third day. That they would already project or feel saddened because they know it's going to end. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of tough in a way. I can't tell you to this day what is why. why it does. I don't. I, it's a, it, I can't even because tell you. it does something to you too. Absolutely, and you've talked about it. You spent some time with us and stayed with us in our home, and you and your wife Cheryl. And I know it does the same thing to you that it does to the kids every single time. And mm-hmm. I've been a lot of places, Caribbean, a lot of places that would be considered nice places. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't. I can't tell you what it does when I cross into Massachusetts. <laughs> And I start to, a shift starts to happen. And then to board is just a, re, is, I can't even yeah, tell you. There is something. Every to it. single I, I know time. What you mean. But I'll tell you this I know it's consistent. I figured that part out. It's untouched and it, it doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. And I, I was sharing it with my wife, sharing with my wife earlier today. I said, I think, I, I think that same boat that I saw out on the lake when we left was still there. <laughs> and I know it isn't the same boat, but I just want her to, and she understands how untouched it is. And you don't have to come back and look for some great surprise mm-hmm. because what makes it special is that 
is that what most people miss is that it is untouched. Mm-hmm. It's going to be familiar. The carousel is going to be where it's supposed to be. Right. Circuit Ave is going to have the same energy. Although it changed a little this year, didn't it? What we, changed? We upgraded it. We had. You didn't notice the sidewalks were a little bigger? Yeah, I we, did not. Little but you, I think it's because, and, and, and the, that's what I'm saying, and even with the upgrades, it's so subtle. Yeah, it is. It's so subtle. It doesn't change the No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And I shared that with her. I said, even if they repaired the lighthouse, it will still maintain <laughs> the integrity that it used to have for some reason. And you know they did something to it. It could be a home. It could be a number of things. And I went by I went by the, the our first place we stayed mm-hmm. when we first got here, the second place. It was like I had to go by. Mm-hmm. And both held such a, and I remember where they were. And I didn't need the GPS to find them um, because that's because you don't you're not going to leave and come back. And there's going to be this drastic change to where I went by the basketball court and I would go. I said, man, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Beautiful. Well, do you think that there is do do you notice a change in the kids behavior? Do you think there's some therapeutic value for them to be somewhere like this for a week? Absolutely. Number one, they're with us longer, uh, so they spend more time with us. Mm-hmm. We're traveling together. So you're going to have that energy. But at the same time, they're able to slow it down. So whatever pressures they were dealing with at home that we don't know about, they don't have to deal with them here. You know, it's funny. I noticed the first day when they got here, at least three people, immediate, three of the kids immediately rushed me, wanted the password for the Wi-Fi. And it's been off for the last three days. And today that I asked them about and they said, we, I don't think we really need it. We're okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You also shared a story about um, two of the kids sharing a potato chip. Would you tell me that again? That was pretty interesting. You, you almost look for reasons to appreciate where you are because you already appreciate it. So you look for a reason to add to it. So you're mm-hmm. looking for something. What can I do? And one of the, one of the, one of the guys, one of the youth in the, in the program went in and sometimes you don't have a lot of money. I, I try to do what I can, even if I go in my own pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it means just that much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's so easy um, to do. And I, I'm uh, man, I'm telling you I, these kids, I adore. I don't I can't even tell you. I know you do. Um, so, he goes in, and I laugh. I listen to him, and this is their trip. I tell them, I said, you get together as a group, and you tell me what you want to do, mm-hmm. and then I can't guarantee it, but you come back to me, and I, I'll be your your driver. That's the deal we've basically yeah. kind of made with the kids mm-hmm. almost every time. Exactly. Yeah, shoot for the stars. We'll see what we can come up with for you. And, and I think that's a huge part because they don't see me as a as authoritative figure. All they they know I'm an authority. You know, you're driving up. They're they're comfortable. You're making sure they're safe. You're you're nurturing this whole thing all the way. You're meeting with the parents. You're crossing your t's and dotting your eyes. So it was interesting to see to answer your question. I could drift, but to answer your question, it, it, one of them went into a store. They don't have much money. He saw potato chips. Yeah, we have the same potato chips at home. Cape cod chips. Yeah, Cape cods. <laughs> he said, "I'm getting these Cape cod chips." He got the Cape cod chips. I'm like, "Man, they got Cape cod chips and Wawa." <laughs> so he grabs them, and. He's he's crunching them and I hear him. He's munching down like they're the best thing ever because I got them from Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> and uh, so he's eating them and he he asked one of the young ladies. He says, "Small bag of chips it wasn't even a big bag." He said, "Would you like one?" And she's like, "Sure." Mm-hmm. And then he passed her a chip and then I hear her crunching down on the chip. And I said, wow. Now here, most people will look at that and say, what's the big deal? He's talking about a potato chip. Mm-hmm. That's where you miss it because mm-hmm. you're, you're, th- you're focusing on the chip. 
But I'm, I'm looking at the fact of the significance of being here to anything that can associate with this experience, which is he sees it in a bag of chips. I only have a few dollars. I can afford this. I may not be able to get a souvenir, mm-hmm. but hey, this is Cape God. This mm-hmm. is this going to mean more to me. And then to share. So I think sometimes when you ask questions like, what is it? What, what, what do you do? What do you think it is? It's the small things and the details that sometimes we miss that even now some may not see. But I have an eye and I see it. Mm-hmm. And I, I get on it. I get, I grab it. Where others will look at, all right, man, you tripping, man. It's just a bag of chips. Like you making a big story out of nothing. Well, you said that could have gone down a very different way. It, easily, yeah, right? easily. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think you look at experiences like that, and and you you hear them, and you listen to them. Do you think it stays with kids after they return home? No doubt about it. How do you, how can you tell? I have a thirty three year old, thirty four year old with a kid who came to me with this baby in his arms and said, here's my son. Uh, and asked, do I have any, and he all, when he comes by, he always asks, do you have any photos of Martha's Vineyard? You're kidding me. Yep, and I show him the pictures, and he brings friends. Is he one of the kids that was on the trip oh, yeah. before? Really? And he brings friends that he meets in the community. Mm-hmm. He tells them about the trip, mm-hmm. but to confirm that he actually went, and to share with the stories, he brings it for, tell him, tell him, tell him that, how was Martha's Vineyard? We went there, we did that, we, man, we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And he reflects, and this is 15, 15 years later. Why do you think it's so meaningful to him, Walt? It stayed with him that long. It's tough. I'll be honest with you. I know what it means to me. I don't, I can't even. What's it mean to you? Martha's Vineyard, to me, I describe it as the closest thing to heaven on earth. <laughs> And, and and I say that not because it's it's a good feeling, but I say it because some of the characteristics. Um, it's an energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are very kind to me, and you. Some people, who, I guess, some may see it different. But if you if you're from a place where sometimes the energy shifts, and and People aren't as kind for whatever reason. I'm not even as kind. I'm kinder when I come to the island. I've watched your kids' guards come down. Like, I've just watched the walls kind of slowly drop as they're here and they start to experience um, life without being on guard. Absolutely. You know, life where there's quiet, life where there's safety and peace. It's, it's, It's predictable. It's reliable. And they know they're in the company of good people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So... It's to them. It's a real pleasant place. I don't think you 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 understand the importance of trees and water, and just a, a peaceful existence and quiet mm. until you experience it. And it, it's you need it, and you don't know you need it, mm-hmm. but something in inside needs that fresh air, the feeling of fresh air, what we know as fresh air, uh, a drive where you see trees instead of buildings. And sometimes you, you see so many buildings, you think that's your normal. Mm-hmm. But then you get here and you find that that, that isn't normal. Mm-hmm. In some cases, for some people, it's your normal. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get here and there's a connection. You say, why is this so good? Why Why do I like this? Why is this? And you, you start to, yeah. You, you start, you to, start a- to appreciate Ask yourself some questions, become a little more curious maybe about what else might be out there. Exactly. Exactly. And to drive for miles and see trees and people riding bikes and people walking. People seem content and happy. Um, not a lot of negative kind of distractions. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice it because it's so different 
than where you came from. Do you think exposure to that has the potential to create real change with people? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. I hear some of the young people state, even today, they use the term life-changing. What what 14, 15, 16-year-old says life-changing? Right. And they would have just said, it's it's been life-changing for me. And I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. So there's something that they know that it's gonna it's gonna be a shift in their lives. Like it's gonna be different. Hmm. Things are gonna be different. Um and they, they express a lot of gratitude. And that's important. Yes they do. Yeah. They express express a lot of gratitude because they know that things that uh happen or happening didn't have to happen mm-hmm. or, or or don't shouldn't be happening. Or in a normal circus, wouldn't be happening. It's interesting, Walt, because I never thought about it in terms of gratitude. Because what I hear so much from the kids is gratitude. And I wonder if that's normal for them, where they're in a position of just kind of being overwhelmed with gratitude. I, I don't think so. I think if you, if you're, if a lot of times you're getting a lot of um, negative kind of stuff and saying what you can't be. And uh, and not hearing what you can be, even if they don't tell you how horrible you are, mm-hmm. what you can't be, or you you're not capable of. Sometimes you don't, you never hear. Sometimes just not saying anything is not is not good either. But they need to hear you can be, and those are the kinds of words we use. That's our language. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, you can. Um, so it's constantly building, never tearing down. Mm-hmm. And what what's the motto the kids learn? When they come into the program, I'm strong, I'm intelligent, I'm successful, I can accomplish any goal I set for myself. I will continue to achieve great things. If anyone tells me I can't, I won't accept it because I believe. Do you believe that about them? Absolutely believe it. I, know you I can't even tell you how how much I believe that. Do you think that they believe that in themselves by the time they they leave? Oh first? Yeah. yeah, they say it often enough, <laughs> and we talk about it. And that came with a lot of thought, and that was my intentions. It took me months to come up with it because I wanted it to be timeless. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I really appreciate you. I, I admire your commitment, the passion that you bring, the dedication you have to serving these kids in this community and, and other places. I know it's not limited to the work you do. I've seen you with your family, and I've, I've watched you just kind of interact with people. And... um. I love you, brother. I love you too, man. It's a pleasure having you on Shed. Likewise. It's a pleasure being here. Shed has been brought to you by the Vineyard Gazette. It is produced by Eric Adams, Bill Evel, Chris Fisher, Amy Schumer, and Jack Ebby, with audio production by Anthony Esposito and Dana Edelman.